I'm Courtney. I'm Joe. And, and this, this is Courtney, Courtney and Joe, Joe Spoil, Spoil Everything. everything. Right, we are back. Courtney, Renee, Melissa Brown, the seventh. Are you ready? Smallville today. I am. Joe P. Crow, I am ready. Smallville is almost 20 years old. It is. When you think about that, it makes me feel very old. Super old. Like, this is probably like the first show post 9-11 that like really brought everyone together. Like, well, yeah, I mean, this started in 2001. Uh, it went for a whopping 10 seasons, which for a show like this seems incredible to me. Um, it was on so long and it was so successful that it went from the WB. And then when the WB merged with the UPN, it became um, CW. It kept going for several seasons after that. So it went on so long, it went for 217 episodes. It became the longest running consecutive science fiction TV show of all time. I... I didn't know any of this before I went into this. I just remember it kept going on and on and on. But another thing is Smallville broke the record for the highest rated debut on the WB. It had 8.4 million people that tuned in for the pilot episode. So I don't know about you, but I definitely would have thought because some of the WB shows I thought were kind of more well-known were like Dawson's Creek, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. But then looking back at it, I'm like, oh, it kind of makes sense that, um, that it was that because those shows were the freshman years of the WB when it was first getting off the ground. By the time Smallville came on, they had really found their footing and it was like the must watch channel for teenagers. So it makes sense that so many viewers tuned into the pilot. And also really quick, 2001 was so long ago that when this pilot episode first aired, it ran for 70 minutes. However, a large number of fans has set their VCR timers to run for just an hour. So the network was inundated with complaints about people missing the last 10 minutes. And so they had a shorter version that now exists. And also in Canada, where this was filmed, they took the first episode and the second episode and they put it together as like a mini movie on the air, which I thought was really cool. Oh my gosh, that's so interesting. And then when you say VCR, I'm like, of course it was the VCR. <laughs> like even then maybe like TiVo was going, but it, when you think back on that and how long this ran, it went through so many different technologies. It's like mind boggling. I mean, it went through different channels. It was, it's crazy. Also the weird thing that I'm anxious for is we're going to hopefully see then Clark Kent go from a teenager in high school to an adult. You will because the show, from my understanding of the show, it almost breaks down into like three chapters it goes into these, it goes through like the high school years, then after high school where he's kind of finding his footing in the adult world and then kind of gets into right before he's really becoming Superman. So it's like learning about his origin, it, kind of discovering his powers, going through years of that, and then kind of becoming the man that he's supposed to be. So yeah, I mean, he goes from a teenager straight into adulthood. Can I tell you a little something about the casting too of this? Yeah, sure. I got some casting notes too. So, yeah. Let's do it. so they did this thing called Dawson Casting. Do you know what that is? No, no. Enlighten me, please. So they named it for Dawson's Creek because what they would do is they would hire actors to play teenagers that were actually a lot older than teenagers. Oh, oh maybe yeah, twenty, yeah. twenty-two, twenty-six. Happened today, Riverdale. Like they're all like my yeah. age, and I'm like, what are you guys <laughs> doing? Like our age playing eighteen, but um, 
So they did the same thing for uh, Smallville and they would actually like some fans of the show, they would call it Dawson's uh, Krypton because it was kind of supposed to be like, it's that same like teen um, drama, but now you've got all these comic book elements worked into it. And I mean, Tom Welling, who's supposed to play a high school freshman. So what do you, when you're a freshman, you're maybe 15. He was 10 years older than that in real life. So they tried to justify that because they say uh, Kryptonians age faster. So Tom Welling <laughs> looks a little bit older than his peers, but even some of them, um, you know, they're playing about 15, but some of them are 19, 20 years old. So that's always, uh, that's always the teenage thing they do. You can't hide it behind that quaff on his head oh perfectly beautiful head of hair and poor lex luther must look at him and just be so jealous you know lex luther was that guy he was cast uh, a week before this was launched oh really you want to know who also played uh, lex luther before our old friend kevin spacey ah! oh now that you say that i remember it but i don't remember which one he was in i actually watched uh lois and clark the new adventures of superman when terry hatcher and dean kane were on when i was a kid so I was okay. I was already kind of into it. Fun fact about Dean Kane: When I was a child, uh, I watched that all the time, just like you did. And I went to Hawaii with my dad. Uh, humble brag: I went to Hawaii with my parents, and me and my dad <laughs> were chilling by the hot tub. And I go to hop in uh, with my dad, which I probably shouldn't wasn't allowed to because I was too little. But whatever, it was the nineties. I look across, and I started like shaking. And I'm like, "Oh my god, Dad, that's Superman." Dean Kane was in the hot tub with me. I was freaking out. Oh my god, course, that's amazing. My dad being such a dude, and obviously being the 90s, he didn't have like a phone. I didn't get a picture with him. It would have been the coolest picture to have, like in my house now. Yeah, like you with Superman. That is so cool. I mean, he to me, he was the Superman forever until this came out. Yeah, he's been Superman to me like my whole life. Not this new guy. It's just it's just he's Superman to me. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I think what I obviously what they're trying to do with this show is they want to tell his origin a little bit, his teen years, because when you go back to um, Lois and Clark, that was that's supposed to be his adult years. You know, he's working at the Daily Planet. He's dating those kinds of things. So this is kind of like the formative years of Superman, which is which is a really neat take on it. Yeah, that was kind of like my thing going into it. I'm going to be like. Yeah, he's going to ha- just deal with the trials and tribulations of being a normal teenager, but have like this immense power. And it's going to be like breakups and like normal everyday teenager stuff. But yeah. then, you know, I can't like ruin the end of this show because like everybody knows what happens. Right. <laughs> right. You know what I mean, yeah. I don't know what happens in the finale. People die and just come back in the comics and it like never, there's no one continuous like path. But, right. you know. Him and Lex Luthor are going to end up being enemies. Like, everyone knows that. Yeah, so everyone like, knows that. And everyone, you know what I was really sad about is everyone knows that he ends up with Lois Lane. So I'm like, oh, at some point, him and Lana aren't going to be together. And she was so cute and sweet. I was like, it's kind of, I love that puppy love. So that kind of made me a little sad knowing they're not going to be together. Yeah, I actually had to look it up and be like, who is this? Yeah, I like, never, who, I thought maybe she was written girl? for this show. Yeah. I didn't realize. So apparently, Lana has been around Annette O'Toole who plays uh, Clark Clint's uh, mother was actually in Superman three as Lana Lang. Um, so now she plays Martha Kent, which is kind of cool. She's a redhead. This Lana Lang is not a redhead, which is the first time they kind of like threw people off, but people just got over it. Like no one cared, yeah. but Jonathan Kent, Bo Duke. Yes. Bo yes! 
Duke. I was oh like, oh, he, I was like, he's got to slide over the hood. I might watch the whole series just to see if he slides across <laughs> the hood. He's got to do it. I'll do throwbacks like that. Even Annette O'Toole in her day. I mean, she was an it and stuff. I mean, they, just, they got some cool people to be in the show. Yeah, but everyone knows that Jonathan Kent dies. Well, they eventually. Do I don't know if it's going to be in the show. Yeah, I think so because even if it's way later, I have to imagine they get into that because that's also part of his like notable characteristics. So yeah, it's before he. It's while he's like just getting into Superman, so I envision it towards the end because, as you know, Jonathan knows. His dad knows, obviously, that he's an like an alien, quote unquote alien. Right. Um, but he doesn't want him to show his powers. And there comes a point where he, as Clark Kent, can't change into Superman and save his dad. Or he doesn't yeah. have like the outfit and everything. Yeah. So he has to let his dad die. Yeah, I remember a little bit of that just from. Um, it was in the movie. Um, actually, Dennis Quaid with the tornado. No, Kevin Costner. Oh, Kevin Costner. Duh. Yeah. Yeah, oh, the, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. I was like, <laughs> I you. she loves Kevin Costner, has met Kevin Costner like a thousand times. Yeah. Which is like crazy to think about. Um, yeah, he's my favorite just, person in the world. And I just meet like an A list celebrity all the time. Yeah. <laughs> we do. Have, we have a lot of encounters together. Well, now that we just talked about Lana Lang, one other thing about her is she was also in a movie during my high school days um called euro trip oh yeah she played fiona yeah. scotty doesn't know that fiona and me <laughs> do it in my van every sunday i was like wait I've, I've seen her before yeah her face i know her face looked very familiar i did not put that together till right now that's great you want to dive in the episode yeah all right so it's it flashes back to october 1989 which is probably the month i was conceived I was just, when it popped up 1989, I was like, oh, I think that's the year Joe was born. <laughs> I was born in July, exactly nine months later. So I was probably conceived in October. So fun fact about me um, in my connection with this show. Uh, when they were in the town, like when they were getting the flowers and stuff, my wife goes, are you watching a Hallmark movie right now? Oh, it yeah. Was very Hallmark weird. feel. <laughs> you know what made me mad about that scene? I go, this, I go, is this still supposed to be the 80s? They weren't. Nobody had the hair or the clothes. I'm not talking, you know, you didn't need teased out hair, but the woman that was working the flower shop looked like it was 2001. She didn't look like it was 1989. Oh, yeah. But she was, just, she was a smitten kitten in that leopard yeah, print. Was she hitting on the father? What was happening? Oh, yeah. She, hitting on podcast? she was like, oh, that's a basic flower that she wants yeah. or something like that. She was like, and I was like, yeah. oh, okay. All right. The odd tension with Pa Kent and the florist. Yep. So that was actually... Uh, as you know, as we find out, that was um, Lana and her aunt. So that's who um, she basically goes to live with when her parents die. Yeah. I knew those parents were toast. As soon as she goes, hi, mommy, how daddy? And they kind of like take that like pause in the street. I'm like, here it comes. I was like, oh, dip. I was like, oh, man, they, they I can't believe they did that. Yeah. <laughs> and it actually like showed the car blowing up yeah. based off of the um, the intro. Like that's those special effects. I was like, Okay, the special effects are gonna suck. Yeah, I'm like, I get it. Like a different time, 2001. But they actually blew up the car, and I was like pleasantly surprised. I'm like, okay, they put a little money into this. Like, I appreciate where this is going. But yeah. those parents got smoked, and so did that freshman that was on the scarecrow. I know. <laughs> well, I'm like, where'd he go? And yeah. Well, we find out later. But I'm like, this is weird. It was almost like um, 
kind of like Children of the Corn going out when he went into the field and the guy was hanging like the scarecrow. I was like, what's this? <laughs> and he had an S on his chest and I was like, what is going on? Like, yeah. there's no Superman yet. Yeah, like, no. It was the weirdest thing. Down. Yeah. So weird. Am I the only one that thought Lex Luthor's father should have been like a little more ruthless? Like, I know that Lex Luthor is going to become the bad guy and I'm sure his father pushes him. But all he was like, he was like too gentle in the plane for like what I expect, you know, a nemesis. Oh, no. I, I mean, they're going to come out to show you that Lex Luthor's father is ruthless as you saw that he was like st- like buying and stealing money from farmers as you saw when he was like talking on the hood of that car with those two other like they look like farmers yeah um and lex luther is not a bad guy he's just like forced into this world because he's misunderstood and you, you find like there's a connection between him and clark kent during it when they're at his house where they like connect and they both are fi- trying to find a connection to someone who's also misunderstood. Yeah. And, you know, before there's also like tension and a stake that gets put between them, I'm sure at some point in the series is, you know, where they take a oh, turn. They, I mean, yeah, he's got to become, he's got to become his nemesis for sure. Oh my God. I felt so bad for the kid though. When like the father, like brushes the corn aside and he's just got like those wisps of red hair. I'm like, Oh, he looks so horrified. <laughs> I'm like, little chubby, chubby <laughs> Yeah, I was like, "What is that kid doing? This is ridiculous." Yeah, <laughs> and the kid, the father steps back, like, "Oh my god, he's bald now! Like, maybe you should make sure he's still breathing first and foremost." Well, it's gonna ruin the whole perfect complexion. Not that you had a redheaded child. Oh, that that was my first note. Lex Luthor is a redhead. <laughs> like, yeah. I had no idea. I I did not see that coming. Um, yeah. Is it me or is the crow's a shitty mascot name? What is the crow thing about? So the scarecrows. I know, but why does crows have to be like we're the Smallville crows? Like that well, doesn't well, mean like you're in Kansas. I mean, come on. Do you want to know what mine was in high school? What? The magicians. What the hell? <laughs> that is the most northern New York bullshit I've ever like heard ever. I was yeah. a lancer in a night. I was stuck in medieval. I was in medieval times. Yeah, we all, well we were basically like your jester then. <laughs> Um, so they get to school. Well, first of all, well, he no. runs Wait. to school. Can yeah. I say before they get to school, the kid approaches mom, pa, Kent with no clothes on. They've had him all of three and a half minutes. And the father goes, we can't keep him. No, you can't keep him. Like, why aren't you looking around for anybody else who he may belong to? And, who, <laughs> and what are they going to tell the townspeople about why they have a fully grown boy now? The townspeople? <laughs> what are you- like two people who didn't have a baby now have a five-year-old where did he come from i think it was probably like two i think based on the years and stuff he was five i mean he was a fully like, grown this boy. little kid this little kid wiener is just hanging outside your car window while you're upside <laughs> down and you're like eh, screw it. we're gonna keep this kid Seems we got like that blanket kid. in the back throw it around and we're taking him home he, well you want to know what he found them they did not find yeah them. as we find that's out sweet. that's the most corniest line ever as soon as um, as soon as they came to school, though, I go. Tom Welling is so tall, and they gave him a best friend who's like Kevin Hart size. Oh yeah, Sam Jones the third, his buddy uh, Pete Ross, is actually in a show called Blue Mountain State, and he plays a football, oh, the football show. Yeah, he's also in ER. I don't know if you remember him. From I ER, watched a but... lot of ER, but there were a lot of seasons because it went on for four hundred years that I missed. But uh, Allison Mack who plays Chloe Sullivan. She's super woke. 
Here's my prediction. She's going to find out about him first. Fun fact about her. She was also in a Dolly Parton movie called Unlikely Angel. Oh, and she had that haircut that was, I don't know if you'll remember, but when I was in high school, that was a very popular haircut that like flip. It was almost like a throwback to the 70s. She had oh, the yeah, perfect, the, I had friends who had that haircut. The little clip on the side? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we, we saw a little taste of his uh, superpowers as he ran the school. And yeah. Like the bus. Best thing I like about this is there's a lot of subtleties to him being a superhero or potential or have superpowers, if you will. And um, they're subtle. So this show is like really made for the average uh, viewer. Um, but those who know the comics and know the background, there's a lot that. of like hidden things. And one of those comes up. Uh, Lana Lang has a necklace on and that necklace is made from the asteroid that uh, killed her parents. That asteroid came from Superman's home planet called uh, Krypton, and it's filled with kryptonite. So the thing is, there's the kryptonite uh, weakens Superman's powers. It also hurts them in, in, in a number of things. But you'll see whenever he's around her. That's why it looks like he has indigestion next to her. I was like, why is he bent over like that? But then it took me a minute to realize, like, oh, she's got Yeah, he tripped and her. fell. And was like being goofy. He didn't have like his suave personality because of the Krypton. And that's why he's like, oh, every time he's around her, he like, he was going to trip over himself. He's only going to last five yeah. seconds. So it's kind of cool that they threw that in and they, they did like a, they held it for an extra second. So you could see that little glimmer of Krypton. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, and then they bring it up again later. Yeah, because I, I, I was like, there's no way that Clark Kent with that height and that perfect jawline is going to be some like dork. So I was like, why is this happening? And then, yeah, when they showed it again, I was like, okay, now I understand. And uh, another little sneak peek behind the scenes. So Lana asked him if he's going to be a man or Superman. And most people are like, where did that come from? Well, yeah. it's actually from Frederick Nitsch, who was on the book that he dropped. That he dropped. He came up That's with the, cool. the concept of a Superman you know, rather than just your average man. Oh, that's neat. You all, Did you also notice that he is always wearing some combination or even the single color of the Superman clothes? So he's always either wearing um, red or blue or sometimes yellow. No, I did not notice this, but that is such a keen observation. I got to like rewatch it and take a look at it. Yeah, that's a that's purposeful. One other thing that I noticed, this little Easter egg that they dropped in is... I know we'll go ahead for a minute here, but when he takes Lex Luthor out of the lake and then Pa Kent comes and he wraps the blanket around him and he's walking away, you can see the bottom of the red blanket come out and it's waving like his cape, like the Superman cape. So it's like the foreshadowing. Yeah, that's so awesome. I didn't notice like very, very minute things like that. So I'm going to have to go back and watch. Usually I'm pretty, I, you know, catch on to stuff like that. But I was like looking for like too big of spoilers and stuff like that to, 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 to lean into it um yeah so he runs into lex luther oh lex luther actually drives into him lex luther <laughs> yeah. literally runs into him uh, <laughs> and they go off a bridge and he saves him he breathes life back into lex luther so he's actually breathing life back into what would be his arch nemesis very ironic yeah and how much older is he supposed to be maybe like four or five years older than lex him? luther I'm not actually sure how, how that... Yeah, because I think he was maybe like nine the day of all those accidents, so... Yeah, he was older, so I know there's like an age differential that, that comes into play. But, I mean, you don't really pick up on that. 
you know, Lex Luthor was introduced in the comics in 1940 uh, to then be Superman's uh, arch nemesis. So long time nemesis. So they put, you know, basically the main guy right across from him, which I thought was pretty cool because uh, let's just say in the Batman trilogy um, that came out, you started with Scarecrow. You had to work your way up yeah. to the Joker. You know what I mean? They're right. hitting you right off the bat yeah. with the main guy. So I thought that was really cool that they're doing that so they can build over time that relationship. Yeah, and I like the approach that they're they're gonna you know that they're gonna be friends in this. So there's gonna be some kind of falling out or some kind of you know, they uh went against one another. So it's gonna be fun. I mean, we won't see that. <laughs> but it's fun for those that watch it over a ten year period, I'm sure. I'll read about it. I'll figure out what happens. Can I give one note because I'm obsessed with costumes and and all this stuff? When he's watching Lana through mm-hmm. um the telescope and she comes out in a sweater and a cup of tea. I'm like, she's 15, not 50. Like, Come on. Okay. I love that scene in the TV and movies of my youth. That scene was yeah. in every movie. Now it would be super creepy. I if do. you put that in, you know what I mean? Like today's like vibe, it, it would be super creepy, but like, yeah, it's, it's very, like uber it's very romantic. Like pretty and pink. Like I don't know. Point. Nostalgia yeah. for me. Yeah, I get that vibe. Yeah, I, I like this whole show yeah. brought me back to my youth. It was like so 2000s, my middle school and high school days. I loved every second of it. I was like, when are they going to start breaking out the American <laughs> Eagle, the Hollister? Like, when is this going to happen? Because I'm here for it. And I, I'm just, I'm ready. I'm ready to receive all. It's all kind of stuff. very surprising to me, knowing myself as a teenager, because I was in high school when this was on. I'm like, why didn't I watch this? But I think I was still coming off of the years. Dawson's Creek is still on at this point. Felicity's still on at this point. I'm still watching those. I guess I just never, because it was kind of comic book based, must have just not been my thing. But because I loved this, it was in the same vein that those shows were. Yeah, it just wasn't like a superhero show. It, 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 like, it had such a large audience, yeah. which is crazy. It's also crazy that I haven't seen it either because like, I like that kind of stuff. I like superheroes. I'm kind of nerdy. Yeah. Um, no, it's just a good yeah. ass show. I loved it. I loved every second of it. Just, yeah, nom, I nom, think, just eating it up. You know, I um this like I say is pretty standard WB teen show vibe. And I put myself in the age that I was at that time, and it had all my favorite things of that time. It had a hot guy, it had some bad guys, which I was kind of into. It had puppy love. And I think there was really um the only key pieces I think that his two best friends Allison Mack and then um his guy friend I can't think of his name they kind of left something to be desired I didn't see as much depth from them I think my, they were my only kind of downfall mm-hmm. in that. well they only really snipped them in at two small parts right there in the beginning and then the second one when they when yeah. he finds but the you room know what did you watch Veronica Mars no so through this whole thing as soon as I met Chloe I was like oh she reminds me of Veronica Mars and it's funny because Kristen Bell auditioned for that role, which totally makes a ton of sense because they gave me the same vibe. Oh my, God. <laughs> oh my heart. I love Kristen Bell more than anything. I have a buddy of mine. What's up, Russ? We fight constantly about forgetting Sarah Marshall because I think Kristen Bell is hotter than me Kunis in that movie. And it's just like, we are both on oh this hill God. and we'll take it to our grave. It's like all the time. We'll just argue about it. Whenever we hang out, we're like, it just, oh my it would God, just randomly pop up in an ladies. argument. 
But yeah, I thought that was cool because obviously Kristen Bell went on to be Veronica Mars, but I was like, that was the vibe I got from Chloe. So, and well, Veronica Mars was also a UPN show. So as you know, the WB and the UPN merged not long after. Yeah. So, and then we come to this graveyard oh, scene. I had a problem with this. What did you have a problem with? That he's just chilling in a the graveyard. The fact that they're both 15 years old. It's a foggy, dark night and they're just in the graveyard. Like there's no rules for these children. That's what I did like. <laughs> well, this is one of the, uh, so with Superman, there's a lot of biblical depictions that come along with Superman. He is like a gift from the heavens. He is uh, like this, this figure there's a moment in the graveyard where he stands in front of the stone that's an angel and it looks like he yeah. has wings. So this is one of the first, there, there's another one that we'll talk about at the end. Uh, that's pretty like spot on, but um, throughout Superman in the comics and in the movies, even the most current movies, there is like this alluding to um, being larger than life and being a gift from the heavens and being you know, literally from outer space. And and in the graveyard, I thought it was cool that Lana doesn't have her necklace on because she gave it to the boyfriend. So now yeah, Clark and Spitz yeah, and he was so sweet with her. Like when he's saying like what her mother's saying to her and stuff. Like that's a bold move. That is that's suave. That's a Superman. Yeah, <laughs> and in in her showing like that she wasn't like this perfect preppy cheerleader. Like showed that you know that this possibility that there's a yeah she was very vulnerable with him i mean for being they're supposed to be freshmen in high school you're kind of goofy during that time she was very vulnerable with him about oh my mom's saying this my dad's saying this it was it was a sweet moment and as soon as i saw that boyfriend on the porch i jotted down i said he's gonna be pissed now and they're gonna make clark the next scarecrow i just, i mean it was coming mm-hmm. and that's him becoming this the scarecrow is the second biblical reference that I'll talk about that I'll talk about um he's like crucified yeah. in the cornfield um and superman like I said is always viewed as a messiah, uh, messiah uh the figure of our generation when it, when he's crucified in the cornfield it strikes symbolism because Clark Kent throughout his whole life as superman is a savior who sacrifices everything of his for the greater oh, good of yeah. humanity right um so it shows that he in one thing I'm sure that we'll see and that's something he always struggles with is like having to accept and embrace the role that he has to give everything that he loves in order to save humanity because he loves humanity. He loves humans. Um, once he really identifies. Right. I mean, because in this, he's very, he's doing that teen angst thing, like even shoving his hand in the wood chipper, which was like a stomach turner. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's his little like teen angst acting out. Well, his dad shoved his hand in too yeah, to get his other dumb. hand out. I was like, "Oh, Jesus Christ!" Yeah, I'm maybe we can hand. Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, and then he like looks at the hand all spastically, like, "Oh, oh." You know what though? I think that he is a really good Superman. Like his look is perfect, and he still has that like wide-eyed naivete to him, where he's still a young man inside but he's got this like really mature stone look to him and i think he's playing it really well and i'm sure you know he's going to come more into his powers but i i really liked the way he played it i thought he was a great superman yeah no i really liked uh it was really good casting for this you know obviously i wasn't familiar with lana but for his parents i really liked you know <laughs> Bo-Duke. i just thought it was cool to see Bo Duke again but, you know, he plays the father that that he, he like pushes him and and tries to build core values for core human values 
within him in his life and that's why he becomes so, so enamored with uh humans is really because his dad um and so that's such a vital role um in the show yeah. so i thought that was great casting on that by having someone we immediately can connect with um because he brings us back to you know probably watching right. it with our parents i'm sure that's uh, what they were trying forward. to do with some of this right like get get a couple audiences to come to this and the fact that it continued for so many years this had to spawn after just our generations i mean when this was over we're well into adulthood so it's got to be something that appeals to a variety mm-hmm. of ages and i think you know from what i can gauge so far they've done that really well and i mean they also did the series spawned a download only spinoff um there was smallville chloe chronicles and smallville vengeance chronicles so that's kind of cool too because that's as technology was emerging at that time it was cool that it was something that you had to download to watch as well so i mean they're doing something that appeals kind of to everybody can we talk just for a second about the original guy that was the scarecrow who then gets like the electrical capabilities i'm we don't have to talk about him much but can you explain to me when he's done like when he's take clark's taken him out of that truck and he ages again is that what's supposed to be him getting older yeah. Okay. Because he looked better. So I was like, is he supposed to be younger? Older? Like, what is it? No. So he became a character, which is like a super foil character. Apparently in Smallville, they felt it's kind of like those other shows that we talk about. There's like underlying you know, storylines, but then there's like a yeah. villain of the week. He's supposed to be the villain of the week. And he becomes, it's like Electric Scarecrow um, is like the name of the, the villain, if you will. And his he doesn't one of his things is he doesn't age and he has uh, you know electromagnetic capabilities or whatever uh i didn't get at the end why he snapped out of it and was just like a normal person again well they had said he was in a coma and because of whatever in the coma is why he didn't look like he aged very much and then there was an electric surge at the hospital and that's kind of how he got these powers so i think maybe the water shorted him out after he um drove into the uh, that pipe and so maybe that's why that like knocked that out of him and forced him to come back into who he was supposed to be. It that part was a little misleading to me. I wasn't quite sure. Yeah, I didn't get it. But it was kind of like it was. Yeah. It was a moo point. <laughs> it was a moo point on the whole show because you saw you get to see Clark Kent basically drive yeah. a pickup truck. Oh yeah. Around and he's going to the homecoming awesome. dance to obviously electrocute everybody. But one thing that bothered me is again Lana's a freshman and somehow she's the homecoming queen. Like what guidelines of this school anything goes <laughs> rules don't apply when you're an attractive female in high school don't you know this oh. um i thought that she actually came over for a dance i thought she did too and i was like oh that's how the episode should have ended oh yeah. here we go right off the bat love story and then he just like there's like um like honking and all of a sudden he just looked across the street and she was going into her house i was like wait did i miss something i actually had to rewind it because i I stopped paying attention for just really quick. No, he was just imagining it. And then, but when she gets out of the car, she does kind of look back at him, like look over at his property. Yeah. His property. Where's the barn compared to the house? Um, There's no establishing shot of the property. It's just like he's in this barn and it somehow has a view of her. That's what I almost wonder if the farm is like piecemeal. Like it's not all in one thing for them to do a shot. I don't know. I don't know. All I could think about when the blonde girl said, we all keep secrets, Clark, was about her being a sex trafficker, which we'll get to next time. But it's all I could think about when she said Wait, that. What? When she showed him the- Chloe, Allison Mack. Oh, yeah. Is she the one with the sex cult thing? 
Yeah, talk about like oh, wow. life foreshadowing. She goes, "We all keep secrets, Clark." I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> that didn't age well." Oh yeah. Oh, I remember hearing. It. I I I know you're gonna do the background on that and do it for the the rap second episode. So I think that's cool. Um, I find it interesting how intrigued Lex Luthor is with him, like when he went to see him at his house, like he really wanted this relationship with him. And then somehow he shows up in the field and I, I watching this again. And I'm like, how did he know to go to the field? I have no idea. Yeah. I have no idea why he went there. I think maybe he was going there to like relive a memory. I guess, like but they didn't. Why he was there, and then he saw that dude coming out. I don't out. know. It was very unusual that he would just show up there, and I, I have watched it twice now, and I still don't know why he was there. <laughs> I have. I feel like that's an error that nobody thought through. That like plot point. I I just overlooked it yeah. because I liked the show so much. This is the thing. If I hate the show, I will tear it to pieces. But if I like the show, I'll be like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, you roll with it. I didn't even it. think of that. All right, so Courtney, predictions moving forward for the show. I know we talked. I said earlier it's kind of gonna be spoiled here and there, you know, because we kind of know the flow of Superman and how he becomes Superman and what he does work right. and all this other stuff. But hit me with some predictions that you have about the, what's gonna happen in the show. I mean, I think what's gonna happen in in an overarching way is. As these high school years play out, I he's obviously going to go out with Lana at some point here. I feel like maybe Chloe, the blonde girl, is going to kind of have a thing for him. And maybe that kind of interjects something because they also, into all this Superman and comic book stuff, they also have to wrap a lot of that teen drama into this. So they're going to have to have some of those, you know, love triangle elements that every great wb show of the uh 90s and 2000s had so i think that'll probably be part of it but as we know as he gets older it's going to be lois lane is going to be introduced at some point i also imagine she's going to kind of be taking him away from lana as well i mean really i'm just kind of excited to see i mean i i may go back and watch this because i was i was really into this and i am excited to see that puppy love i love that kind of throwback it reminds me of being in school so I'm really into that part of it. And that's, I guess, kind of what I want to see to play out. It's a given that you know more enemies are going to present themselves, whether it's every episode and you get one of those small enemies or whether it's, you know, it goes on for a season or two. Those kinds of people will present themselves. I'm interested to see if they do have other superheroes in his world um, join him at some point. Like, I think the Green Arrow is maybe part of this um realm as well i think this is green arrow before the green arrow show so it's not the same guy no but i'm thinking that but, yeah a green arrow because i am almost i'm almost sure that justin hartley from this is us plays green arrow in okay this. yeah i'm sure there'll be like a supergirl and green arrow which i assume is why they spun off and did their own shows right that they have now is probably out of fandom because they also uh, did the Flash. Of course, I don't know if he's related to this. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. Same universe. Yeah. Yep. No, there's actually a, a, a little clip on the computer in the beginning about someone being the fastest person alive. That was the Flash. Oh, oh, that's cool. Without actually showing you in like saying his name, that was the Flash on the computer. Yeah. Oh, that, you know, when he was looking up all those other superpowers and stuff. 
Okay. All the, okay. Other, all the kids with the other superpowers. That was the Flash, the first one. I don't know who the second one was with the kid that lifted up the car. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure either. But I know the first one was the Flash. Well, see, I like that in this, I'm, of course, picking up on all like the WB teen drama of this, and you're picking up on all like the superhero clues of it. So we're kind of meshing well in this. But I think, I think that overall is the theme of this show that there's going to be something that, um, guys and girls no matter what genre they like typically there's going to be something in here for everybody my prediction is uh lana's gonna die oh because lois this and lois and clark there's no mention of her ever i didn't know if that was just because he moved on to the adult years and you know he starts working the daily planet and things like that i don't know oh that'll be a bummer so she's either gonna die or like something's gonna happen also She's dating a senior, so when he leaves, they're gonna be together. Like, oh, hundred percent. You know what I mean? They have um, to. It'll be the will yeah, they won't they for the whole first season, guaranteed. And then it'll, you know, it probably cap off the first season with like their first kiss or something. Yeah, but this this under this guilt that he feels is not ever gonna go away, knowing that he caused her parents to die. He'll never be able to live with himself and have an actual relationship with her. Because he's always going to know that happened. So I don't right. think he can fully commit or he's going to tell her and then something happens or I don't know, like maybe she goes out with Lex or something. Yeah, I could see that, too, because he, I think he's only four or five years older. So I could see that being something I could and see that. Being she becomes an enemy. Right. You know, maybe I don't know her like pseudo other name because she has the Krypton. Yeah. Does she figure it out and use it against him? You know what I mean? I don't like know. She could she's easily just become sweet. a villain. Yeah. She could be a lover. I don't know that she'll be a villain because I think she's sweet, but I could see her being a spark for why Lex becomes a villain. Like just even if it's just that's the start of it and other things happen to make them butt heads. Um, I could see that being part of it too. All right. So let me hit you with this. Justin and you, who is Courtney's boyfriend, for those who don't know, um, when you first started dating, he just comes out and says, "Hey, I'm responsible for killing your parents." What are you gonna do? You're gonna be like, "Oh, th- don't worry about it." Like, <laughs> I like you so much. Like, gonna be like, "No, I hate you." Like, I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna physically kill you. Yeah, that's not a hurdle that's easily overcome. That I mean, even that reveal, if he's gonna reveal that to Lana, that's gonna take some time because that also goes along with. Hey, I'm also from another planet. Like that's not a, an easy pill to swallow. I don't care what you know. Show yeah, that's like season with. five, season six finale. You know, halfway through the series, yeah. you're trying to get over the jump the shark, get over the hill, try to ride it out maybe for a couple more seasons as he goes into adulthood, so you can introduce Lois Lane. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because there's got to be a conflict between them for him to then turn his attention to Lois, who is going to be his ultimate love, just from what we know. I love a little origin story. I really do, because you go into a show already knowing the people, so you already have some kind of connection to them. You know, when you're doing a brand new concept and you have to come in, then you kind of have to feel out, okay, what's this person's personality? What's their relationship? Here we kind of already know. So you come in with that warmth already. Oh, yeah. And the writers who did this show are awesome. So they did, um, of course, Smallville. They did Spider-Man 2, I Am Number 4, The Mummy, 
um shanghai knights they actually came up and developed those characters shang you you know those um owen wilson yeah uh which were very cool um they did into the badlands um so they've done some like pretty notable work um the two writers that wrote this uh alfred go and miles uh, miller yeah and i like i mean i i was just into this overall i and i'm so interested to see how it plays out because i love that it went on for 10 years a lot of shows don't know what to do with themselves after a few seasons and the fact that this kept propelling itself because like i said i think it almost breaks it down into these into these segments like here's his teen years here's his you know kind of early 20s years and here's his like final years he's going to be with lois he's going to be superman now so i think it takes you on the whole journey so that's probably a why it lasted as long as it did yeah so courtney that's smallville looking forward to episode two looking forward to watching two episodes this time yeah one and two it's gonna be fun uh it's gonna be great make sure to stay tuned uh, make sure to like, subscribe, or follow us on Instagram. Give us a shout out. Tell me if you hate me. I always, I'm always like, please just tell me if you don't like me. But it's spoil everything pod on Instagram. It's gonna be fun. Give us, you know, what shows we should do next. We're just kind of jumping all over the place. We don't really know. Yeah, we're, we're just, just trying to find things that were that were popular, and we're trying to have fun with them. So definitely send in your suggestions, and um, if somehow we haven't watched it before, we will watch it and do it. All right, we're out. Bye.